0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Cavan. I'm J.L. Cavan here, as always, with my producer and uh, once upon a time, a friend,
1: Mike. Still friend. H- Hello, Mike. Hello, J. <laughs> I'm Mike. Hi, J.L. Hi, audience. How you doing? Wow.
0: We really rattled him there. That's what that's, happens.
1: Two in a row. That's this.
0: what you got to do. Well, okay. Now he's revealing everything. We're, You're is- wearing the same shirt, J.L. Yeah, but I've done that before. That's complaint. <laughs> of course. Complaint. It's the only shirt you've but ever worn on this fucking that's show. That's how I let people know. They don't know there's if been I'm five doing five
1: episodes of the show where no,
0: you're mistaking this for the short
1: sleeve. No, on. there's literally I'm telling you the <laughs> footage. I cannot tell the footage apart because you're always where I, I literally go back and I lost footage because I think I deleted it off thinking it was something else because you were wearing the same. Third shirt. party episodes.
0: One of our best folks lost to history. <laughs> uh, so please listen to the audio of that because you'll never have the video. It was Sorry. A- People loved that episode. Change your fucking shirt. People loved that episode. So sad. So sad that you would delete. Look at him. He deletes episodes like he's a tough guy. Look at him deleting episodes. So sad. So sad to see that. So sad. Well, we are doubling up because Thanksgiving is next week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's time for it's time for family. It's time for, for feasting. Yeah. Um, Part of me always wants to just go do a soup kitchen on holidays from now on. Not even for the charitable work, but just to be like, nope, can't hang out. Sorry. Yeah. Because who's going to question you? What are you What are you doing? I'm, I'm going to a soup kitchen.
1: He'd Hell rather wow. He'd rather spend Thanksgiving at a soup kitchen than with his family. Well, well, that's yes.
0: That the Irish and Italian genes are like he'd rather help the less fortunate. Why Why don't they family help them out? We're <laughs> over here. Your mother's crying. Your mother can't believe why oh, this might be my last of Thanksgiving, and he's over
2: there helping some. You know, people that, you know, if they would work a little harder, they could maybe uh, feed their own selves instead of going off the government
0: dime. Anyway, guys, Thanksgiving's next week, so we wanted to double up on episodes. So if I sound a little hoarse, uh, it's because we're working real hard here to give you the content that you deserve.
1: I do have lozenges if you need them.
0: No, I'm good. Those are for pussies. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to talk. I wanted to get right into it this week. Put your back into it. Um Marvel fatigue, everybody, Um, because I think I am an example of somebody because there's let's get this out of the way right now from from Lady Ghostbusters to any women driven uh, Marvel movie to to really women doing anything (laughs) in the world. There is of- there is there is unfortunately this ref- not always there's this <laughs> reflexive misogyny especially on the internet that just comes out of its fucking cave. Yes, and you know when Lady Ghostbusters and I call it Lady Ghostbusters to to distinguish it from the good Ghostbusters movies, um, when that had like a negative rating like five months before it came out or yeah. something, you know that's that's absurd, right? But the fact remains that that movie kind of sucked. Yeah. And and then you're in a tough spot as somebody who wants to, if not an ally, just wants to be a decent person. It's very hard sometimes to have these genuinely feel like, hey, I didn't like the movie. It ha- I went to see it. Like I didn't give it a review on YouTube or Rotten Tomatoes just because I didn't do any of that. I just saw it and was like, yeah, that wasn't funny. And But then you're on like, you're siding with the wrong side. It's like if Donald Trump... Um, you know, said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to help Haitians. Their country is a total disaster. We're going to provide incredible amounts of aid, for, not AIDS. They already have that. We're going to provide a lot of aid for Haiti. Okay. Because I've talked to the blacks for Trump and they're concerned about it. And I looked into it very strongly, by the way, and I want to help. I want to help. So we're going to send an aid package. We're going to send some military assistance to get rid of these filthy gangs who are killing people, doing nasty things. And we're gonna help rebuild the country and become a partner. Most people be like, oh shit. All right. But some people might be like, man, it's a trick. Fuck him. Yeah. And I feel like when you (laughs) when you, which it might be, let's be fair. It's a trap. But when you when you don't like a movie and already too many people have done like nasty things about it, you look like you're joining the wrong team. Yes. So that said. I think I'm a perfect person to speak of Marvel fatigue because I'm not a comic book guy. Um, I'm still waiting for a Thundercats adaptation. Like, where's that IP, as we've been talking about? Wh- who's adapting the Thundercats? Because that's a chance for a bunch of HGH action heroes and sexy cat women. It has everything you
1: need. It's expensive to make. Well,
0: of course, but I feel like... It's not a
1: home run IP the way that, like...
0: You don't think Thundercats, if done well, if in the right hands is a home
1: run? I think... No, I don't. Wow. uh, Well, the He-Man... Jack Black as Schnarf. The He-Man remake that they did, which was a cartoon, just fucking also just tanked. Didn't even know about it. Exactly. See? I don't think it's a home run the way that, like, Batman is a home run. Even when they fuck up Batman, it makes up. Okay. Mind. Fair
0: anyway. enough. Not, no, no, no. I no, I agree. Not a home run, but like Thundercats, I feel like is, I'm, I'm comfortable with you at the plate. Sure. Swinging. I'm comfortable with you taking a swing. I just feel like it is a, get Idris Elba jacked up to play pan throw. Jack Black as Snarf. Fuck it. Chris Hemsworth. Jack, Jack Black as Scarf. Snarf. 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 I remember. Yeah. Um, Lionel, you just I mean it's a it's a Hemsworth project. Yeah. Like let's be honest. Chitara, a younger Angelina Jolie, I think, but whoever that is now, maybe still her. Maybe still her. And there was one other and I forget. But anyway, Thundercats Ho. Uh and by the way, speaking of Charlize Theron, first of all, Third Eye Blind, first album, phenomenal. It's basically all about Stephen Jenkins' breakup with Charlize Theron. Yeah. Great work can come from a breakup, mm-hmm. and uh, just see my album Diamond Maker, two thousand eight, and it's the album that changed me from happy go lucky impersonator comedian to diving the depths of my soul. And she had an ad that they've taken off the air. Uh, her great um, Dior ad, it ran for like fifteen years. It was like flashing lights by Kanye playing, and it's just her getting out of like a big gold tub with a I bunch remember. of other yeah. incredible ad. Made me wish I wore women's perfume. Yeah. And I guess when Kanye came out as an anti-Semite, they took it off the air or changed the music. They changed the music in the commercial because Charlize Theron's still hot. Her hotness is not linked to anti-Semitism yet, yet. But my question is, as a, as a supporter of the Jewish people and of Israel's right to defend itself, have we gone too far if we're taking off the flashing lights video? The, the flashing lights
1: ad. You're really going at the juice stuff for the last couple I'm of I'm not weeks. going at
0: it's a big issue and I'm I'm no, I am I think it's important Mike that allies not be afraid to speak out. Silence is violence and I mean it's not as much violence as what happened in Gaza or in in Israel, but it's still violence. You know, silence is still still pretty violent. It's not dead people violent, but it's violent. Um it's metaphorically violent, which in some ways is worse than literal violence. I mm-hmm. think you'd agree. Um, <laughs> wrap it up, JL. But, just
1: figuring how you get this back to Marvel movies. Yeah,
0: but the I'm just saying the ad. Have we gone too far when we're taking off great ads just because Kanye is singing in them? And he's not even singing. He just produced that. They don't do any lyrics of his. Um, I'll take that as a yes. Let's get back to Marvel <laughs> fatigue. I am the guy that Marvel wants okay not just to be in their movies but to watch their movies
1: well okay this is where we're go ahead do you get your take off i but... am a
0: movie fan who is not a comic book fan but i like good movies and i like well done movies whether they're art house or or blockbusters i love a good movie regardless of 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 source material or i love going to the movies marvel is 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 basically been reasons one, two, three, and four with Tom Cruise being the fifth in the last three years for people to go to movies, mm-hmm. the theater and Barbie and excuse me. And Barbie. Yes. Um, but this idea of Marvel fatigue, I think is real. And maybe people were beating that drum early for some people's taste, but it's real. Cause I have it and I'm not a hater. All, all things to the contrary, all evidence to the contrary, I'm not actually a hater. I have said what was so impressive about what Marvel did from Iron Man to Endgame. Incredible. Yes. An incredible cinematic achievement. Yes. They made 20 movies or 21 movies that were almost entirely good at worst. There were a couple stinkers in there, but very few and most were better than
1: good. And the ones that were bad, they were able to hide. Because you had another good one coming. Like Iron Man 2 and Thor
0: 2 seem to be two of the best Thor 2 is the worst.
1: Right. uh, People seem to not like Iron Man 2. I like it. I just like watching Robert Downey Jr. Hey, okay. Yeah, no. So anyway. (laughs) Uh, Sort of an Earth's Mightiest Heroes type thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, and yes, Downey Jr. got to that level where... It's
1: he's just a fucking star. You just want to watch his, him do anything.
0: His sarcastic banter is like Mariano Rivera's cut fastball. Yeah, he can go in a movie and only do that, and it's good. Now, yeah. Tropic Thunder, if not for Heath Ledger, Robert Downey Jr. is an Oscar winner for that. Yes, and if it's you go back and watch Tropic Thunder, it's it might it's a top twenty performance of my life.
1: Uh, his that of, his specific of my performance? life
0: that performance,
1: yeah.
0: is so good. And so funny. He is as committed as his fictional method actor character.
1: As a quick aside, I don't want to derail this too much. Hey, but man. I, I
2: had. Tell, uh, him what I, <laughs> tell him what you want to tell him, Mike. <laughs> that I had. I, yeah.
1: I, I, I'm such a Ben Stiller guy. He was like in all the comedy movies of sure. that era. He was always the guy that I liked. Something about
0: Mary. Probably my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah.
1: Zoolander. <sighs> the cable guy. Like he <sighs> just. He made such great. Uh, he had a, such a range too, yes. of just these like just really funny, uh, outrageous movies. And um, when I saw the trailer for Tropic Thunder when I was probably like seventeen or eighteen, hey, I, immediately I was like, I have, I cannot wait. It's it's Downey on his comeback, like like it, it, everything was clicking for me.
0: And then, how about Downey Jr. with Iron Man and Tropic Thunder in two thousand eight?
1: Yeah, it was an, incredible. And wow. I was a Downey fan because of uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the Which detergent
0: the fabric softener <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> but to make a long story short when that movie was about to come out um because they used the word retard in it a bunch um uh not offensively in my opinion as, but my sister has down syndrome and my mom got some email from some like advocacy group for right. disabled people asking us to boycott the movie because it had the word retard in it and my mom wouldn't let me go see the movie and then we saw it later and my mom was like yeah i think they made a bigger deal out of this than it was actually because it it was like used it wasn't they weren't calling retarded people with down with down syndrome or disabilities retards right they were like making fun of the industry
0: right the same way he was making fun of blackface he wasn't doing it wasn't robert downey jr did blackface no it's like the characters doing blackface it's a it was a complete satire of hollywood yes Yes. No, but I get that. I get I, and I don't I don't I wouldn't be mad. That's the thing. I was so
1: pissed cuz I wanted to see that and I love that movie.
0: But in this day and age, I think I I think your mom made a a a sound decision, not a not a, a frantic one it seems, and then reconsidered. Yeah. But I just think it's I think nowadays people would, you know, if your mom did that instead of having at least understanding, it'd be like, woke.
1: Yeah, well this was at the very beginning of it. Right. But I just say all that to say that I that I was bummed that I didn't get to. See, I would have loved to have seen that in the theaters and I didn't get a chance to. And I agree. Robert Downey Jr. is incredible in that movie. They're all great. Another Coogan. We talked about Coogan in the last episode. Not enough,
0: but to be honest. Coogan's not great in that movie. For me.
1: Yeah, he's great.
0: Or was Tropic Thunder 09? It might have been 09.
1: They're around the same time though. Yeah, I think, but I think because I had seen no Iron Man might be 08 and then oh,
0: Iron Man is 08 and Hamlet 2 are 08, and yeah. I think this is 09 because I was I was spot, as fired up for Coogan as I was Stiller. Down, dude. Jr.
1: Coogan hooked me. I was like, I was like, man, I love this guy, he's, and he hasn't been in uh, enough great stuff since. I know, I miss him. Uh he's he's he had a great run, man. He's fucking great. <laughs> anyway, Marvel movies.
0: Yeah. Um. And what I was gonna say, *Tropic Thunder* to wrap that up. When I did see it in the theater, um, and *Humblebrag*, and <laughs> he, what I still think about that movie is it's more like one of the greatest sketch shows ever. Yeah, it's like. The sum of its parts, I always leave that movie going, why don't I like that movie more as a movie, but I know so many great performances and scenes, it almost feels like a great sketch show yeah. than a movie to yeah. me, because as a movie, I'm like, this' yeah, it's okay. But that's Stiller. That's like his
1: strength. Yeah. Stiller's but, the sketch guy.
0: Yeah, but Cable Guy is a great movie. Of course, yeah. Um, not just great scenes. No, it's great, of course. It, that has a more weave of, but written by Justin Thoreau. Cable Trop- thing? Tropic Thunder. Oh, Tropic Thunder. No yeah. shit. Yeah.
1: He's a great writer, man. He and- wrote also wrote Iron Man 2, I think. Or one of the Iron Mans. So- Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3. So maybe he no, got Iron luck-
0: Man 2. So maybe he got lucky with Tropic Thunder is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Iron Man 2 made him more money.
0: Sure. But And I got to tell you, one last thing since we're just going on another we- thread. Yeah. Uh, Justin Theroux in um, White House Plumbers on HBO. Fabulous. Oh my Fabulous. god, get Really him, good. please get him an Emmy for like really another nomination. Yes. The show was was solid. Yes. It tapers he's off at the
1: end, but he's great. So yes. good. He's very good.
0: It's worth like it's worth just like yes. Tropic Thunder, even if you don't think it's a great movie, is worth it to watch for Robert Downey Jr. He's the Robert Downey yes. Jr. Like his G Gorn, it is incredible. Insanely yeah, he, good.
1: He's very funny oh. in
0: that show. He's re- oh yeah. my he's god. Very, very good. <laughs> anyway, Marvel. Yes. Marvel fatigue. I think it's real because once they were done with the 20, then Disney plus comes along and Disney plus is like, we, we got an addiction and Disney plus is like Disney's crackhead brother. Who's like, Hey, you got any more of that content? <laughs> Come on, man. I saw what you I saw how much money you made with in game motherfucker. Give me some of that. You got series. You got WandaVision. You got Falcon. <laughs>
2: Nobody even <laughs> give a fuck about the Falcon. Give me some Falcon
0: loki what's loki doing Give me, yo i suck your dick loki i suck your dick yeah and then it was like and we've got new movies i remember when they announced like the new set of the avengers like who the new ones and i was like garbage lottery pick this is their lottery bound this like falcon and and mind brain and and uh winter soldier i was like mind brain no, what what's his name about? paul bettany what was paul bettany vision 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 all I'm saying is when they like, kind of showed who their new batch was, I was like, oh, this, they're, they're, they're tanking for Wembanyama." <laughs> <laughs> but there was this flood and then they made it all integrated. Like you had to watch all the things. Whereas like in that first batch, I was interested in Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Captain America. I was already interested. Notice they didn't do Hawkeye, a standalone until Disney Plus. Yeah. Because they knew they were they were they were going and then they could have. But then Doctor Strange, it was like, well, that's like your 13th movie. You've built up so much goodwill. I'll see. I'll see a guy. I don't really fucking know. Yeah but then they've squandered some of that goodwill because it feels like it's all secondary and third tier characters so and they're trying to weave it all together and then making it like requirement, like, Oh, you haven't seen season two of, you know, you got to see WandaVision, Then you've got to see this and that. And, that, and then to see this movie because in the end credits, have you haven't seen eternals? No, I heard it was terrible. We got to see the eternals. Cause there's this one thing in the eternals that, and I think it's really strange. Like, and there's other things that we can get into, but in the aggregate, I don't know how you can deny Marvel fatigue isn't a little bit
1: real. May I? Yes. Okay. Um Marvel Fatigue, in my opinion, is this real. episode
0: is gonna be sort of our Loki because we're <laughs>
1: like letting him take center stage,
2: a little second tier action.
1: I do agree and believe that Marvel Fatigue is real, but I believe that Marvel fatigue is real because Disney is sort of doing it to themselves. I think everything that you are saying is true. Uh, they're, they've spread themselves and at, to, to, uh, preface this, you're not a comic book guy and right. you're like, kind of like in and out on these Marvel movies. But I was
0: all in for a while because they right. kept delivering like, man, these are like, it's not that I need to see it. Cause Oh, I'll miss it. It was like, no, you've got me because I, I want to see these movies on their own. It's a bonus that they're connected, but you've made enough g- really good ones that I'm like, well, I'm in. Yeah. You know, like Tom Cruise makes a Mission Impossible movie, I'm seeing it.
1: Right. I am a comic book reader right. still to this day. I oh. read comic books. Um uh Marvel specifically, at, mostly Marvel and Batman. However, what happened so uh number 1, Marvel does n- no longer makes movies with big movie stars as the lead. Uh other than Cumberbatch, who was like like when they make a Doctor Strange movie now, he's still who also by bullied. the way
0: signed with Brazzers
1: recently. What? Because come, there's a come pun. I mean, his name's Cumberbatch. Oh my god, you interrupted the flow for that. Yes. <laughs> Great. Um, but they, so Shang Chi was uh was they like made a big play on that, and that guy now Sim Lu, is like he's you know Shang Chi broke him. He became like a. Uh, you know, in the Barbie movie and stuff. These people now get their careers because of the Marvel movies right. as opposed to the beginning of Marvel other than Evans because Evans and Hemsworth I think were cast and then they kind of blew up Evans had done some stuff but
0: no, no, the real ones no, not another teen
1: movie yeah of course (laughs) exactly he had done some stuff but he wasn't like a movie star really Downey was he was like in the midst of a comeback yes so you have and then obviously you get Scarlett Johansson and Gwyneth Paltrow and and, uh, you have a big A-list celebrities and actors that are in these movies to kind of start Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson Mark Ruffalo like there's there's a there's a cavalcade of people that you want to see in a movie. Uh, I like that Ed screen. Norton
0: walked away because he didn't want to yeah. be the Hulk, and it was like that's that big. I used to have sex with Salma Hayek energy. Yeah, you need that to walk <laughs> I'm away from the MCU to walk away from Marvel. You better <laughs> yes. have fucked Salma Hayek. <laughs> yeah. So these, I would walk I would walk away from every I would literally yeah. be like, and that's a wrap on life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. I'm out.
0: <laughs> so I think walk off Grand Slam.
1: The first decade of Marvel, like you said, uh they're building towards this whole big thing and you're emotionally invested. I was so emotionally invested as a fan that during Endgame uh in the movie theater, I was crying when they got to the point and I'm, I it's one of the few movies in the theaters that I've cried at. And it was when they were all about to go take on Thanos. Let me tell you on something. your left cap. I was crying.
0: Can I give you, can I give you i uh, I'll give you some props. I didn't cry. Yeah. I'm not a bitch, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm more new wave. Than when cat, when cat, I, it was almost like I wanted to cry for my friends. It was like, this is, but I can appreciate this because yeah. when, when Captain America catches the fucking hammer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, me and it, her? yeah. That's
0: done so well. Yeah. like, Endgame, Infinity War. He didn't
1: say Avengers Assemble until that moment, which is obviously in the comics. Oh, okay. Avengers
0: Assemble, but it's
1: the rallying cry.
0: It's it's such a. It was those last two movies were so good, yeah, that it was just like, and I knew they wouldn't. I knew they wouldn't walk away in any way. They would just lean in more. But it's like lean in less, say less, as the kids would say. So no,
1: all right. So here's what happens post Endgame. They Mm -hmm. do get stretched then, like you said. Um And truthfully, again, oh, when the
0: guy's name is Cumberbatch, you know, you're going to get stretched thin
1: <laughs> to your point. Everything that you open this about with the female Ghostbusters and all that stuff. This is why this is so difficult, because so when you just said the movies, are, uh, you're the audience that they want mm-hmm. in this post endgame phase of Marvel, you are not the audience that they want. And that's kind of the problem with what they're what they've done right now part of the reason that this first decade of these movies was so successful was because you hooked the, like the fanboys in first, Yeah, they were like fanboy approved. And then they sort of like mushroomed out from there. And then they became big pop culture sensations because it was sort of like the fucking comic book guys were like, they're doing this right. Finally, someone's right. taking this source material seriously. And it's not like, Batman with nipples and, like, all this, like, weird shit that ruined...
0: Cumberbatch would have been great as Batman with yeah. nipples. <laughs> yes. Anyway, sorry.
1: So, uh, you have a decade where they're taking the source material super seriously. And then I think the studio starts thinking, we're just too big to fail. Uh, and they had a lot of goodwill with, with like, Marvel audience members who were, yep. like, hardcore. Because a lot of people will go see those movies just because they're the big movie. Right. But then when the the buzz starts getting bad... Because Eternals fucking flops and is bad. And then the Ant-Man movie flops and is bad. And now you have Miss Marvel, like leading up to all of this. Um, there's a big variety piece that comes out a couple days before the Marvels because Disney was quarantining the Marvels. They weren't letting any critics see it until like a day before the movie. And that, so there were no reviews. Mm. So nobody would, was able to talk about how bad the movie was. But the internet, cause there's, Guys on YouTube that have millions of followers that are just like, they're comic book dudes. And some of them, to your point about Lady Ghostbusters, are ostensibly sexist and racist. And their view of Disney sort of pushing an agenda, a social and uh, racial agenda of inclusivity is sort of like the turning point for them as where things went bad. And I do, I personally do think that that is a factor because I do think they started prioritizing, um, inclusivity over the story, Mm -hmm. which is usually the death of all of these things. They don't, that's just a bad formula. Whereas like black Panther, the first one worked because the movie is awesome. Like, Coog- it's a Coogler movie. Right. You have two awesome stars in it, Michael B. Jordan and, and Bozeman. Like, and just for the record, him. not as
0: good as The Dark Knight, though. In case anybody out there, and I know there are people, I just got to get that on the record. It's a long-standing oh. feud. People think that
1: Black Panthers. Better I, have plenty, than Dark I have plenty of friends.
0: People I call friends who 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 they have decided BP. Is uh,
1: it's I yeah better. I don't think it is, but I do think that like so like formula for that that success of that movie is movie's awesome, you have movie stars in it, and you have a great director and a good script, and then it sort of gets this momentum behind it that it's like an all primarily all black cast. Is it racist like, that I
0: thought Andy Circus gave the best performance in Black Panther?
1: I don't think it's racist, <laughs> but it might be controversial. <laughs> he was good in it. Uh, what
0: a voice! Yeah, what a voice on that guy.
1: To wrap it all up. <laughs> It is difficult because you get into this position where you don't want to uh, like it it is. It does become a little difficult as an adult watching these movies. You just kind of see that Disney kind of worked their magic on it. And now it does feel like it is it is the priority is now not to get our money. It's to try to get younger. It seems like younger female.
0: And don't get me wrong. That's okay. Like I, I realized that halfway through what I was saying that at 44 I'm 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 not young at heart, but I'm I'm still s- slightly immature in my lifestyle and tastes. We yes, of course. No, no. So I'm saying I'm still somebody who will go to comic book movies if they're good. So That's it's good. not like I'm like, well, they don't need a 44 year old man anymore. But they were fine with me from 29 yes. to 40. And so this, it's nothing. This is, right. Not a lot has changed since then, but. You know, Ant-Man I watched on Disney Plus because I heard it was
1: bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's one of the worst.
0: The little guy who crushes into a big head, I kind of laughed at.
1: Okay, great. thats Is that worth seeing a movie? MODOK or whatever? MODOK? No. Oh, God. They have butchered MODOK. <laughs> MODOK's like a real villain in the comics. Right. And they turned I, him but, into a fucking joke. Right.
0: For me, I laughed. But it did make me chuckle. Yeah. Um, The Eternals I still haven't watched because I just was like, that I heard sweet. it's not good. Yeah. Like, nobody said it was good. And I didn't even hear the kind of... Wokeism complaints. I just heard it was not good.
1: Yeah. And the I think that the the wokeism complaints, they're like they're really going hard at it on YouTube. I think there's a point to it, but I do think that the what really it comes down to is that you can tell
0: they're racist because when Black Panther came out, which I can admit was obviously a very good movie. Yeah it was silence. It wasn't in, th- there's no, in th- some of those corners didn't have yeah. enthusiasm, but they knew they'd look stupid yeah, yeah. to be like, what a, what a pandering movie. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. I mean, a- anybody who's like, it rocked. it's really good. Yeah. So yeah. like, so that's how you know there's that racial, because it's like, We'll just wait till they mess up with a person of color and then we'll rip
1: it. Dude, there's certain guys, like I can point you, because I did a lot of research once that variety story came out. But by the time you hear this, it'll be like about three, four weeks ago. But there's a lot of guys on the Internet where you listen to them and it's like they'll make sort of a point about where Marvel's at. And then they kind of nosedive into a little bit of like, all right, that's a little bit of a racist spin on this or sexist spin on this. So I don't think that they're wrong, that that has become a priority for Disney and I think that's what the issue is. It's like these Marvel, these comic book movies in the past. They don't take, they stop taking the source material seriously. They stop having respect for the audience. That because this mar- this this Marvel's movie, I haven't seen it. I've just watched a lot of like story reveals and spoilers. It seems like a disaster, and it seems like a mess. And but I know who loves story structure and movies that are uh uh built the right way and stories that are told well critics fucking nerds dude nerds. so you like you can't turn your back on the people that got you here because those are the people the 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 people that marvel studios has kind of turned on are the people that when you go on youtube that, that are just like literally like 30 year old men with braces that are that are have comic book collections like they do still want to see these movies and you can't completely turn your back on them because they're the ones that are going to go on the internet and be like this fucking movie sucks right. everybody else is just going to be apathetic
0: well i think and and the one movie that i did see that i really enjoyed um in the theater because i I think I saw Doctor Strange 2 in the theater and didn't care for it. It was
1: yeah, it's fine.
0: And that was a post end game movie. Yeah. And that's where I started to kind of sour because I was like I didn't really enjoy, like I yeah. didn't I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. Like yeah. I, like
1: and then stop caring where the story's going. Right. Yeah.
0: And the only one that I've seen since then in the theater was Guardians of the Galaxy 3 which I loved.
1: I still didn't see that
0: one. I yeah. loved it. Because it was almost like, oh, this is still a story from that first world, yeah. and it's, it's still got the sense of humor and charm, and they've upped it. There's like an, a, a, a raised emotional level to this one. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I sat there with Laura, and like we loved it. Yeah. So it's not like they can't still do good, but it was like, then we saw a preview for the Marvels. Sorry. We saw a preview for the Marvels, and this, is, this goes to my point, but then I'll, I'll defend some of the people defending it. I just watched it and I was like, that doesn't look good. I didn't go like, great women. Yeah, like right. Like Captain Marvel. When I saw Captain Marvel, that was one of the first ones I saw because I was like, well, apparently I have to see it. Yeah. I didn't think it looked good. Yeah. But I saw it because I was invested then and we were getting so close. To, they were like, you got to see it for Endgame. You need to know. Yeah, right. So I was like, well, then I'm going to see it. But I don't like being told too many times by a studio that I have to see a movie or else I won't enjoy the one I want to see. Yeah. Because that's a little bit of like a ransom situation. Yeah, yeah. And I remember seeing Captain Marvel, not thinking it stunk, but I did not really. I was just like, "Well, I did my homework, yes, or I ate, I ate my they, Marvel yes. vegetables. Ate your vegetables right. Now may I have my Endgame dessert?" Yes, and yep. I'm not going to do that again. So if I see a preview, well, you're for, not going
1: to do it again over and over and right. Over. You're not going to do it seven times in a row. And
0: and and the shows, as much as they try to make them compound, I've been mostly indifferent or, Ugh, dude, they've been disappointed bad. by they've the shows. Been bad. The Secret Wars is
1: really bad. Didn't, didn't, I was already done yeah. by Secret Wars She-Hulk is probably the worst thing I've ever I seen. I watched
0: one episode of She-Hulk oh, and I hated
1: it. Oh, it's awful. And it's once unwatchably again, but bad.
0: But to be this is the thing for all the people who might think I'm a hater, I wanted to watch She-Hulk. Me
1: too. I and I go, wanted to like She-Hulk. I gave it I gave I gave it the whole run and i was like i am at some point this has to get good cuz it's marvel wouldn't why would it, why would they release an 8 episode thing that's bad and they just fucked me it was it was uh, it was like what's the worst show you can think of top of your head it was like tommy was so bad like huh. it was so unwatchably bad i was like that was a moment too where i was just like this might be it for me i don't know it that i can come the, back like, to
0: like the first episode i was just like this is so horribly unfunny trying to be oh. funny
1: Awful, awful, awful.
0: So, and 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 once again, for all the jokes I may make online, I, like She-Hulk, there was no reason for me to watch it. Yes. Like it wasn't connected to anything. I was just like, oh, okay. They, well, they probably put a lot of money into this. And I, if she's an attorney, I bet this will be like very different
1: and kind of fun. They publicly said they didn't have any writers in the room that knew how to write anything related to courtroom drama or courtroom. They didn't they didn't hire somebody right. that was like there was I'm no right JL here. who was I'm like I'm right here. Exactly. They, they didn't funnier think- funnier
0: and more legally experienced, yes. barely legal, but legally experienced than these writers. Yes. Um but like Wandavision, I remember seeing that and thinking the first half of Wandavision is why it got nominated for all those awards. It yeah. was so creative. Yeah, yeah. The second half reverted into a typical Marvel story I didn't really care about, but that yes. first half was like a real creative flex.
1: Yeah, and you didn't know where the show was going. Right. It was kind of just like, what what the fuck is actually happening here? Right. The next, first episode is the 50s, second episode is the 60s. You're yeah. just like, huh? what, Where is this going? You're intrigued. You're yes. interested. But, but
0: the only show I liked, and I have no idea if you liked it or not, but the only show I actually liked, but I came away really enjoying it, was Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: I did. I mean, I liked WandaVision. I, the the earliest stuff I enjoyed. Even Hawkeye. Like, I, I, Hawkeye was, okay. was my favorite, like well, one of my favorite comic characters. Oh. Hawkeye, uh, to me, was, like, fine. It was fine. They could have done something more interesting to it. But I understood that they were, in part of that phase, they were introducing, like, they can't keep these actors forever. Right. So it's like Renner played the character for 10 years. Like, it's time for him to kind of hang it up. And that's well, fine. Well,
0: really is time to hang it up. Why? Got run over by a snowplow. Oh, oh,
1: you're right. Maybe they should fear
0: that. you. <laughs> uh, that's from Godfather Three, by the way. We, that might be a recurring sound bite, but that's yeah. from Godfather Three. But like w- Falcon and Winter Soldier, what I found hilarious about it, I I actually re- I thought that was actually like really good. Like I, that's yeah. that was that's the only TV thing yeah. that I've been enthusiastic about that they've done. But what's hilarious is that they nominated Don Cheadle. They submitted Don Cheadle for an Emmy. And he's in that series for less than three minutes. Yeah, he's not. But there's the older black man who has numerous really good scenes. Yeah. That's definitely who was supposed to be nominated for supporting. I did
1: somebody like wrong.
0: Yes, I think somebody like racist or stupid submitted Don Cheadle. He's in the show for what amounts to like a guest cameo. He
1: opens the show and then he's gone. The other
0: guy has like numerous heartfelt, emotional, dramatic scenes that are like Emmy tailored. Nothing. It's it's a very sad, hilarious epilogue to that. But I think with the Marvels, I see a lot of my friends who are big time Marvel fans and it's it's sort of it's a difficult place to be in because especially among like black friends of mine where you see a kind of combining of like feeling under attack, both as like fans of just the comic book work that Disney has done and from the white bro haters who are like indiscriminately firing, not to use a nasty analogy, but like indiscriminately like fucking fucking Marvel's woke bullshit. Fuck you. Fuck you. The fucking yeah, yeah. Muslim fucking blacks. fucking yeah, right, Fuck you. Right. And it's like you, your instinct is of course to be like, defensive for many reasons like you've enjoyed this work for a long time and now that it's like black women muslim women, now like now it's time to turn the gun on marvel after all they've done but i think what i see in those reviews is a little bit you can kind of when you read a reviewer it's like hey i thought it was pretty good there's already an admission in that where it's like yeah but you usually think these things are great yeah yeah the pretty good is like you're on the team. Yeah, You're, we we are a team. We are a Marvel team. Black, white, Asian, Latino. We are a Marvel team. We're all working towards the same goal. At good work,
1: but that's not, the problem. Yes, yeah, that's the issue because, like, like again, and and woke as a word, I really think is such a stupid like yes. Usually, when someone uses that, they're fucking idiots. Yeah. So I don't like to use that as a word, but like to me, the, the if you're defining it, I like, I
0: use it almost the way it's being used by the Bill the Bill Mars and the and the
1: Fox well, Newses. Yeah, and you're I, using it more for, for comedic effect than comedic, if, and also yeah. as a
0: descriptor. Like I'm speaking in their voice, yes, not right, in right, my
1: own. Right. But I think that like, what if I was defining woke? I would say that like it's it's when. The type of content that's being made, whether it's a TV show or a movie or whatever, uh, sort of um, uses the story to service specific um, identity. I don't know if you want to say politics, but representation is sort of prioritized over story and not the other way around. Right. Or if story, they were being honest, sort of- they
0: would show Miss Marvel in Jersey City celebrating when the towers came down on 9 11. <laughs> No, and I actually Trump saw, Trump saw them. Trump saw Miss Marvel celebrating.
1: Miss <laughs> Marvel is actually an example of when it like works. The show. Like, Did you like the show? I didn't really watch the show, but like everybody is I talking it, about how my, great the kid is. Yes, during Everybody's my train like, travels. And, yeah. and
0: now I think she. I think she's she's now like I felt a little weird because I was like I think she's older in the Marvels because I'm like looking at her in the Marvels, but then she watching is, yeah. her
1: in the show going. You think she's older in her show? No, no I'm kidding. I'm oh. saying
0: in the show, what's she like? 16? Well, not yet. Yeah, but, oh, right, are you right. of age in the Marvels? <laughs> Wonderful. Love that movie. <laughs> um, no, she's the Marvels. I watched that show because I had nothing else to download, and I I wanted to see it to be like, hey, maybe I'm maybe the Marvels maybe looked like a shitty preview, but what if I like I'm, what if I like Miss Marvel? Then maybe yeah. it increases my desire to see the Marvels. And the show was like, I think it's for
1: high school kids, but it's
0: yeah, she's still good, but it was. But and- it was but I accepted that. I accepted that it was more like sixteen-year-olds will like this. Yes. But it was pretty good, and there were a few episodes that I was like, "This was pretty entertaining." Right. Like, I she like in other words, She-Hulk. I watched one episode and was like, "No, right,
1: this looks oh, terrible." Yeah, She-Hulk's the worst.
0: But Miss Marvel, I was like, "Well, I'm on a train. I got all this time." But I was like, "I'll watch the next." Like, yes. Like I, I could have easily just deleted and read more, but I was like, "This is good enough." It's pleasant to keep right? watching, right? Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, some of the episodes were actually like pretty, pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, but the Marvel, you know, I may still see it, you know, I have like free tickets to the movie. I may just out of curiosity as a, as a, as an influential com cultural commentator. It's,
1: it's really from everything that I, from everything that I've heard and seen, it's like a, like not, it's not just bad. It's just like a, a mess. Like they've tried, they, they did all these reshoots. They, the director like left early. I've it's, heard it's differently. Just a, it's like a fucking disaster.
0: I've heard differently but I also and I just have to be honest no offense to my friends and fans who are listening who did genuinely like it there is a tone that I see when you see Black Panther or when you see Endgame or when you see Guardians of the Galaxy and and the Marvels like so you can say you liked all four but there is that kind of like well uh, you know yes Tim is a Rhodes Scholar and we're very proud of him but like Jeffrey like got a B plus or or a B minus in math, which he was failing last year. And like, that's good too. And we're proud of that too. There's like that kind of a tone a little bit in some of the positivity I see around the Marvels. Uh, I think we should take a very quick break right here and we'll be back in two and two.
1: And now. From the Slickback Studios newsroom in
2: Williamsburg, Brooklyn, here
1: is Scott Pelly with a Rain on Your Parade special reports.
2: Hello, everybody. I'm Scott Pelly on assignment from 60 Minutes here on Rain on Your Parade with this week's punchdown of the week. Earlier this week, when Tim Scott, the South Carolina senator, withdrew from the presidential race, JL posted a tweet that read, Tim Scott, and Mike Pence. And in it was a picture of Rocky and Apollo hugging in half-shirts on the beach, implying that both of these men were possibly gay. And a fan of JL's replied, Will you get off your homophobia? And that's the punchdown of the week. JL, do you have anything to say about this?
0: Well, thank you, Scott, for joining us again. And yes, I thought it was very interesting that this person didn't understand mm-hmm. the joke. Yeah. The joke was not making fun of uh, the gay community. or pe- It was a joke about two hard-right senators. Uh, excuse me. One, a hard-right vice president. The other, a hard-right senator who uh, constantly legislate against the uh, and speak against the rights of LGBTQ people, but who also both give a he doth protest too much vibe, one with his wife, mother, the other with a fake girlfriend showing up to a debate. So that is more of a let's make fun of these men because of what they do, not of who they are. And it's very odd. That was the first time I have been posting Mike Pence gifts for years. Um, and very odd. I don't know if this person is somebody who recently had someone come out in their family and is just kind of at a heightened sensitivity, but this is a long time fan who's like liked and commented on all that of stuff. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, if, first of all, if you think I'm home, if I, if you think I'm a homophobe, uh, and that's, a, and that's offends you, then, then you probably shouldn't be watching my comedy. Now you're wrong. That's the other, the, the problem is you're wrong. And that, I think anybody gets and I had several not that I need co-signers, but it always helps when like several gay fans were like, I'm a gay man. And I get what JL's doing here. He's not making fun of gay people. He's he's mocking the doth protest too much. And not somebody who's just in the closet and uncomfortable. It's the whole point is that they're being like hypocrites and harming that community. That's why it's fun to like be like hey you guys don't want to be gay it's it's the fact that you don't want to be gay not the fact that you might be gay it's the fact that you work so hard in negative ways never had to explain that before but thanks to the work of scott pelly and myself i did i just got a, a a watch your clock um uh sign from a producer in here kind of rude so let's go <laughs> let's go to this week's comedy review shall we <laughs> I'm gonna stretch this one out long because I know how much Mike loves comedy talk. But we'll I watched see how much tape we have. I watched another a special. This is the second week in a row with an Amazon Prime uh, comedy special. Mm. Uh, Trevor Wallace ah. pterodactyl. Now Trevor Wallace, I wanted to watch because he is a very popular TikToker, like huge, like I think 10 million followers or something like that on TikTok.
1: He's rife right adjacent.
0: Yeah, but. The thing is, at least in his area of expertise, he does good, does funny stuff, I think. I find a lot of his, not all of them, but I find enough of his videos, there's effort and there's, they're, they're funny, like many of them are funny. And so I said, well, this is it where, now this is where the algorithm rubber meets the artistic road, hmm. a, com, a stand-up hour. And his was an hour and four minutes. So I said, okay, well, he's doing it. He's doing an hour. He only talked to the crowd twice. Wow. Which is impressive because um, I think I think nine minutes into Matt Reif, no, I don't know when Matt Reif talks to the crowd in his new one. I haven't watched it yet. That'll be our next review. Ooh, <laughs> what a tease. That might be the whole episode, Mike. You might have to gear up for that one in December. But um, I'm sure he talks to the crowd a lot in his special. Just
1: opens the show. What's up, y'all? What do you want to talk about?
0: (laughs) Oh, oh my God, y'all. I'm so oh wow. Wow. I feel truly blessed. Okay, time for me to do my black voice now. Um, but I watch Trevor Wall's pterodactyl. It's on Amazon Prime also. And like I watch a lot of things with a little bit of a lot of skepticism on this one because I go, I had heard things a few years ago that this guy, once he blew up on TikTok, you know, you get thrust right into doing lots of Mm stand-up. It's the place where you can get paid for live shows. And I had a friend who had said, like, yeah, I I heard people saying, well, it doesn't translate. Okay. So I went in skeptical. What I'm gonna say about this is I laughed at parts for sure. I laughed at parts. And it was he did an hour. He did an hour. He talked to the crowd very little.
1: <laughs> what a review.
0: No, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying I'm I'm starting off slow because I feel like I would be I would be wrong. What he's doing, I can't blame him for. I don't know how long he's been doing stand-up, but what he is doing is delivering a decent hour of Mm stand-up. No crime in that. A lot of people like it. He's got a lot of fans. They want to support him. And I laughed at some stuff. His description of dating a woman who pronounces the L in Salmon really had me laughing. Most of it had me kind of going, no, not bad. That's all right. Okay, that's pretty generic. Okay, I know what you're doing. You're doing a little too many you're relying on a little too few too many gimmicks. A lot of misdirection. Like a you know what I mean where it's like I get now it's so predictable. I know you're going to go left. You're setting me up right left. You're setting me up left. But it's if you're a fit, it's the kind of thing where I go I'm trying to maybe loosen up a little bit where I go, you know what? He's got a lot of fans. He does make funny stuff. This is a chance for them to see him live and he didn't fall on his face. It was Fairly competent, somewhat annoying. If I'm being honest, like it's a little. He's still. I think you know what happens is a lot of these guys they get famous, and their act is really not organic yet. It's more like, okay, I wrote a bunch of jokes. Some friends helped me out with stuff. I watched a lot of comedy. uh, People like black entertainers a lot, so I might just like, well, for real, okay, like not. And now, no, get me wrong, not to the Matt Reif level. Okay, we're not doing full on Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell here, but. <laughs> It's, it's enough where it's like, I can see, you know, the way a chef might be able to pick out like ingredients. I can see when somebody's still finding their footing and kind of acting a part of a standup comedian. But I was still pleasantly surprised because this felt like it was tailor-made for me to be like, this dude is fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. And instead I was like, I laughed some, your fans are happy. And I didn't feel like I... Sometimes I'll watch a special like this and be like, this dude's fans are fucking stupid. I felt more like, "Eh, they may not be like super savant comedy audiences, but like they're not laughing at like everything and they're not like guffawing at like completely idiotic stuff. So it's more like this, this comes back to my main complaint. I think I talked about a few weeks ago about the Ralph Barbosa special, which I did like and I thought was better. It's the idea of these guys get big. And they get to develop as comics in the spaces that used to be reserved for developed comics. And so that's an industry problem. But the fact is, I watched it. I didn't like it as much as Dina Hashem's. For I mean, I think that would go without saying. Shout out Dina. But it was, it wasn't the worst thing. And, I, I, and for a social media influencer, um, to kind of put something that was like, eh. I can see why your fans would like it. I didn't hate it. So, uh, it's, it's, it's like, I feel like I come in with such baggage watching these that somebody without my baggage might watch it and be like, I thought it was goofy and dumb, but I'm coming in like this dude's probably going to ruin stand up. And then I leave and go, "Yeah, hey, I laughed at some stuff and he's, he's, he's competent and he did the, you know, it was, it was all right. And I, I mean, that I don't mean that as a slight, I mean that as like, You know, this guy could have, like, years from now, like, a much better special in him. So we'll see. Uh, Mike is now laughing either because I've been talking for too long or I'm not (laughs) blowing the microphone or whatever complaint he has. So, everybody, thank you for listening. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, February 9th and 10th. Ticket link will be up soon. I've got my Patreon. If you want to get a lot of bonus stuff and want to support what I do, hit up JL Covan on Patreon. And uh, other than that, I hope you're doing well. Happy I hope you have a great week. This will be going up after Thanksgiving, but thanks, Mike. Hope you had a good one. Thanks for keeping up the illusion of, uh, of, of you know, I wear the same shirt so that they can't tell that it was filmed all. <laughs> all was. But they never know when I film these. That's the point. But you've, you've destroyed that, too. So uh, see you next Thursday, everybody.